that uh, I'm addressing this morning is from the book of Judges, uh, chapter 4, um, verses 1 through, I said 1 through 7, but I'm going to read 1 through 8, okay? Um, this is a story at the beginning of the story of Deborah, Deborah, the woman judge, the only woman judge in the, uh, in the history of Israel, uh, that at least until that moment, the Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So the Lord sold them into the hand of King Jabin of Canaan, who re reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Hahoim. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron and had oppressed the Israelites cruelly 20 years. At that time, Deborah, a prophetess, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came, came up to her for judgment. She went and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take position at Mount Tabor, bringing 10,000 from the tribe of Nephtali and the tribe of Zebulun, I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. And the story ends that they went together and they defeated Sisera, the um, captain of the enemy army. The book of Judges is interesting. Uh, there are nine judges in this history. And, and, and there is a cycle that the people of Israel go through every time. Every time the same cycle. Every time the same cycle. Uh, the people of Israel forget about God and, and do evil, evil things. And then um, God punishes them, uh, sending, you know, uh, suffering their way. And then they cry out to God. God sends them a judge and uh, they are delivered. And they are delivered. So this is a cycle. One after another, the people of God go through the same cycle. So here, at the beginning of the book of Deborah, we find them in that cycle. They had done evil. Starts by saying they had done evil things. God has had punished them by uh, sending them oppression by uh, Jabin's um, people in, in the army and the captain Sisera who were oppressing the people, and they cry out. And when they cry out, God gave them Deborah. 
Now, Deborah is an interesting character because in those days, uh, among the people of Israel, women didn't play a leadership role at all. Uh, leave, uh, women were um, uh, on the sidelines. Women were in the shadows. They they were not. They did not count when they counted uh, leniency, for example, um, lineage. Um, they never counted women in that lineage, only men. When they counted multitudes, they only gave numbers for men in the multitude. Women and children didn't count, and, and so forth and so on. So, so it was a different time. Thank goodness for that. We are, we are not there. We, we are not there anymore. Um, we are not in a good place yet. In, in, a, in an ideal place yet of equality, but at least we are not there. Um, some of us can be leaders. Some of us make a difference in this world. And, and, and that's a good thing um, that we are um, able to walk hand in hand with men in, in doing the best for this world together. So... Deborah didn't do that because she was bored and didn't know what to do with herself. Deborah didn't do that because she was an old spinter that uh, that didn't um, have any other thing to do. Actually, it says that she was a wife of Lapidoth, so she had a husband. She was not doing that because there was no other, no man to do it. Uh, like many have suggested these days, that women have to come up to the plate in leadership because there are not enough men to do it. Um, that was not the case with Deborah. Deborah did this because she had the wisdom and the Spirit of God was with her. Deborah did this um, with wisdom. The sign, the symbol of her wisdom is that palm tree. She sat under the palm, the palm tree. And uh, some commentators say that um, in, in, in when the wind blew, the, the leaves of the palm tree made a noise and she heard the voice of God in that noise. It's a beautiful imagery. Um, I love that imagery. I, ho I, I wish I had a palm tree in my house, but I don't. Um, <laughs> and uh, here in Oregon, I have not seen many palm trees, but I, I guess we can find the wisdom of God in the, in the pine trees, hopefully, yes? Okay. Um, in any case, she heard the wisdom of God. And this is the first thing that we want to say about Deborah, and, um, and this is not a class on Deborah. This, this is a, a message that relates to us. Because in these difficult times, we need to become the Deborahs of this world, of our society, of our community. We need to be the Deborah. Yes, you guys too. We all need to be the Deborah of this um, society. We need to hear God's voice. And when the wind blows in the leaves of the pine trees, or when we read the scriptures in the solitude of our rooms, or, or when we spend long hours bored to death at home because we are again in what resembles very much a lockdown, we need that wisdom. We need to claim that with that wisdom. And that wisdom comes to us 
through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that will inspire us, that will empower us, that will give us what we need so we can speak words of wisdom to the world. Our words can make a difference between life and death these days. When we say things, uh, if you allow me, uh, idiotic things like, oh, this, this uh, um, pandemic is a hoax, and no, this is all geared by the media, and it's not true, and I will not use a mask, we may be endanger somebody to die, to death. Um, so our words have a weight. Our words are very important. We need to have words of wisdom. When we talk to people who may be at the edge right now, edge at the end of the ropes, when we talk on the phone um, with people or text message with people who may not find any value in their lives at this time because they're unemployed, they're they cannot pay rent for several months and they are um, deep into depression. Our words can save their lives because if we give them words of hope, that is like a balm that will heal their souls. We need the wisdom of using our words according to the will of the Lord and the will of the Holy Spirit. So this is what Deborah did. Deborah probably didn't know uh, what else to do. She probably was not from a school of theology. She was not instructed by rabbis. Women were not in those days. Um, I don't know how much uh, intellectual knowledge she had, but she had a spiritual strength. And that's what we need right now. We need that right now. Um, I remember when I was, um, Horacio and I, my husband and I were co-pastors in Los Angeles at a church in, in Southgate, California. And um, uh, a community that had a lot of gang activity. And I was ministering to the youth and we started welcoming uh, wannabe gang members, you know, the young teenagers who want to be in gangs, and they were tagging crews, and they were doing graffiti all over, and that kind of kid. And they started coming to our church because we had a big gym, and we play, uh, they played basketball there. We allowed them, and we welcomed them, and I talked to them about Jesus. And But one day, um, I was overwhelmed because I look at these kids, all tattooed and all pierced and all mean looking, you know, they wanted to, to look mean, so they did. And, and I said, Lord God, I don't know what to do with these kids because these kids, I, I have nothing in common with them. Here I am, a middle class immigrant woman who speaks with an accent and these kids were tough. These kids, they were walking on the street and people crossed the, the, cross the street not to walk by them. And, and I had them in my church and playing basketball in our gym. And I said, Lord, what do I do with them? They were in and out of juvenile hall. And, and I had never been in the interior of a jail, say, jail cell. So I didn't know what to do with them. And I felt very strongly in my spirit that the Lord told me, 
you have four children, you know how to be a mother. That's what they need. Just be their mother. And I started treating them with, with love. I started scolding them <laughs> and uh, telling them what they were doing wrong and loving them and hugging them. And, and the Lord used me in what I was able to give. And the Lord will use you in whatever you are able and willing to give. So don't think that you don't have what it takes to be a prophet and to be a minister in these times of anxiety in our society. You do because you have the Holy Spirit in you and he will give you that wisdom. So the second thing that, uh, <laughs> that happens in this passage is that uh, verse 8 that I read that Barak, she, she calls Barak. Barak was the captain of um, her army, the army of Israel, uh, a general, a big, very big person, trained in, in warfare and knowledgeable of all things military and, and, and weaponry. And, and he knew all this stuff. And she calls on him and says, the Lord told me you have to go and fight with Sisera. Ah. Uh. The, the guy who was oppressing them. You have to do this because the Lord said that if you do this, he will give you the victory. So you have all the warranties. You, you, you know, you're safe. You're fine. Just go and fight with him. And this guy says to her, I will not go if you don't come with me. Now think about these words. He didn't need her strategic thinking. He didn't need her training in, in warfare because he was the one who had that. He didn't need even her leadership abilities because as general of the army of Israel, he had leadership abilities. What he needed from her was her spiritual strength. That's why he wants her to go with him. So folks, brothers and sisters from Access Church, the world needs your spiritual strength right now. And we may say, I don't know how to be a president. I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation. I don't know how to be uh, an epidemiologist. Dr. Fauci is fine there. I, 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 there's nothing I can do or say that will make a difference. But Dr. Fauci needs your spiritual strength. And the president-elect needs your spiritual strength. And the Senate needs your spiritual strength. And you may say, but I don't know anything about politics. I mean, I have my opinions like everybody else, and I voted. I hope you voted. But... In reality, what do I know about that stuff? We don't need to know anything. We just need to invest our spiritual strength in this battle. In the battle against the virus. In the, vi in the battle against nonsense. In the battle against craziness, anxiety, depression, we, the world needs our spiritual strength. 
Not to say to somebody, oh, everything will be okay, don't worry, just because. But to say like Deborah said to Barak, you go and fight this battle because the Lord will give you the victory. We have been under the palm tree and we have heard the voice of the Lord. So, interestingly enough, we have uh, a woman vice president-elect. Yay! Yeah. We managed to place a woman in the White House. Finally, we are late in the, in the parade of women in, in, in government around the world. But here we are. I don't know if she's going to be any good or not. I don't know. I have no idea. But there is later in this uh, book of Judges uh, a verse in chapter 5, verse 7, that says that Deborah arose as a mother in Israel. Isn't that beautiful? Take note of it. De uh, Judges 5, verse 7. Deborah arose as a mother in Israel. And we need that. We need the grace of a mother. We need the pastoral compassion of a mother. A mother who knows how to hug. A mother who knows how to make us feel better when we have a boo-boo. A mother who knows how to pray with us when we go to sleep. I don't know if the woman in the White House will have those qualities or not. But I believe that the Church of Jesus Christ is called to be the mother of this society right now. And, and that's you and me. That's you and me. And yes, even if you're a man, you're called to be a mother these days. Isn't that nice? We are called, folks. This is who we are supposed to be. So, coming to the end. Pick up some wisdom along the journey. Develop spiritual strength and give out lots of grace because that's exactly what the world needs right now. We keep on praying for that vaccine that is available and that it works. And we praise God for the wisdom that people who made it have received from God. We need the vaccine. But we need grace even more.